0: All right, what's going on, guys? And welcome back. This is the Tipped Out Podcast, episode 19. This is going to be an extension of our mini series on putting. Today's video is going to be specifically talking about the motion of the ocean in that putting stroke. So here are your hosts, Danny Christie from Danny Christie Golf and Brandon Palmer from Balanced Performance Golf. What's going on, Danny? How are you this evening, bro?
1: Excellent, man. <clears throat> gotta clear my throat a little bit I, I don't have COVID I promise but um great just worked out played a little
0: basketball yeah you uh you went to a simulator you're up in the Great White North uh upstate New York so it's uh pretty snow beating right now but you got some time to go into a, a little simulator here what was it last week
1: oh yeah it was Saturday I think Saturday how'd that go it was lovely, lovely. a lot of fun went with some uh um some guys that I've become friends with now that uh, I'd known previously, but I've seen them a lot at the gym and uh, we had a good time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully, they started uh, listening to the podcast regularly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Always good to get some new people, uh, some new ears on the old pot. So, without further ado, we're going to hop right into it. So, this is going to be the origin of motion. We talked about all the other things, the grip, kind of the setup. Now we're actually talking about the overall stroke and where it really originates. This so is where Daniel, it gets crazy. This is where it gets crazy. This is where we're actually starting to hit putts, right? So the origin of motion, where do you feel is the powerhouse or the start of the energy for this putting stroke here? What do you, what do you focus on? Is there any specific part of your body or, yeah, really, really kind of touch on that for us if you would.
1: Uh, we have mentioned it before. And I would definitely say that the kind of the powerhouse of the putting stroke, the engine of the stroke would be the, the core region, um, not just necessarily your abs, but the whole core region, your back, kind of that whole um, area there. But also, I think it's important to understand that with kind of, I mean, it's kind of like everything in life, like you learn everything from touchback. I've heard Mike Malaska talk about it. he's like babies when they are learning the world, they're touching things. So I I think it's really important to know that the connection you've got and the hand your hands on the putter are just as important as well. I mean you're it's all working together and it's kind of like your your touch and your feels in your hands, and then kind of the the uh, that gives you like the the softness and the, the ability to adjust and then your core and everything is is kind of like that underlying powerhouse of the the operation.
0: I love that. So, when you take the putter back, like what part of your core, like is it a certain part of your core or just the entirety of it? It's kind of like what would be the sensation? I'm trying to think of like when you do a squat, right? When you do a back or a barbell squat, you should be engaging your core, right? Like when we squat, it's a leg movement, but we're engaging our core. When we put, we're only really kind of focusing on the upper triangle, you know, our shoulders, our arms um and then the club coming together to complete that triangle but we want the abs engaged and basically aware is what you're saying correct
1: I guess the way I would think of it is like if if you were to sit here right now and contract the left side of your core if you're ready
0: mm-hmm.
1: just feel what that does to your body a little bit like if I do that it already starts my shoulders rocking a little bit 100%
0: you know what I
1: mean um, and if then you add your front bend to that, then you get the the angled rock kind of. So I think it's kind of just um, the awareness that when you make that motion, you can do it by just activating and having that connection to your core. Um, and it actually is more than just your shoulders going like this, because it's not really right. what it is. I feel like you can kind of cause that to happen by activating your core.
0: A hundred percent. So, To kind of piggyback off what you you said there, I really like the idea of, um, or the simplicity of like trail shoulder up, trail shoulder down kind of thing, especially because we're not looking for real, excuse me, rotation in this putting stroke, right? It's a very short movement. Um, It is, I'll say structured rather than rigid or tense, because there's really no tension in my body when I'm putting, but there is structure. I'm gripping the putter firmly, firmly enough to not let go, firmly enough to not let the ball dictate how my face kind of moves through impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, I'm looking for a very stable and athletic lower body, whether my feet are closer together, a little wider apart, that's kind of preference, of, you know, kind of individual. But I'm not looking for the lower body or the hips to kind of turn or sway at all. So it's very structured lower body. And that's what we're kind of looking for that mix of Ab awareness and contraction, as well as you know the trail shoulder up trail shoulder down because we're not looking for rotation it's just kind of. Pivoting and oscillating on your own axis is what how I would like to kind of say that with. Uh, go ahead
1: yeah um I definitely feel like too. if you if you feel locked in and then and then start to activate the core in the way we're talking about um. That really helps you to not move your lower body, I feel like. Because I feel like w- that movement of just contracting your core and stuff like that, you're making a motion, like you're starting the motion of rocking the shoulders without, like, any weight shift. Would you agree with that? Like,
0: Definitely, 100%. Like, that's, that's why golf can get so difficult. And it ties right into what we talked about today here at the Academy was we worked on a good amount of wedges or kind of like the setup and the difference between wedge, mid-iron, and then we went to driver. So not to get on a new topic, but there's basics and there's fundamentals, but then you're going to have your specialty swings or strokes or clubs. Like, so we're trying to really get the firm structure and basics of these fundamentals. Yeah, totally. um, Right. But it's going to change or it could differ for you individually as a golfer. So these are just the fundamentals – um, but yeah, 100%, I would, I would strongly agree with the core contraction, um, the start of the movement without weight shift, you know, it can be it can be kind of daunting or even just confusing a little bit. But as we go through these uh, video series, you will gain much more understanding of not only the putting stroke, but chipping, pitching, full swing, um, mental game, we'll get into all of that. So and if you
1: have any questions, you
0: know where to reach out. Amen, dude. Tipped out. We will out answer any questions. Yep. Danny Christie golf on Instagram, balance underscore performance on Instagram and tipped out, right? Is there an underscore in tipped out?
1: Tipped underscore out. Yep.
0: Tipped underscore out, tipped out. out. Yep. <coughs> for the kids wondering. Um, the next topic here in the motion of the swing would be the arc length. How do you like to think about the overall length that that putter head moves?
1: So I'm actually probably going to quickly deflect this one to you because I feel like you might have a better insight on that. Um, So why don't you just go ahead, BP?
0: (laughs) All right. So tying it right back into, um, I watched Tiger do a clinic a number of years ago. Not personally, I watched it on YouTube, but a great thing he said, or he had his father teach him would be putting to a picture, right? So That kind of ties into lag putting, which we'll get into is, you know, not falling in love with that line on the ball or the imaginary line on the putting surface. Uh, So that's what we want to do is putt to a picture, calibrate in our mind, how far we're going to go. That's kind of the first part of it. Now, the second part, which can be more technical and kind of more training based or like taught really is going to be the tempo at which we're kind of, moving the putter through so if you're someone that really doesn't get um the ball to the hole a lot you know you're coming you're coming up short of the hole or if you're real jabby what we're going to kind of want to do for your tempo is have it be a more um 1001 and on the way through we're striking it on one so it's 1001 you strike that ball if you're someone who usually goes super long and super short we want you to go more of a one two kind of tempo So that's something I say in my head constantly. Um, This is more of course, tempo rather than length of stroke or the length of stroke. um, Of course, it depends on length of putt. But with that being said, we're really kind of using our feet as a gauge for the most part. Um, I'll try and find the exact numbers on how we do it at the academy. But the easiest way to think about it is just same length back as the same length through. All we're trying to do is match that up. So if I'm hitting a eight foot putt, I'm probably going to go to the center of my trail foot to half a putter head past my lead foot. So I'm using my feet and my putter head width as a gauge how far back and how far through I should go. Now, once you have that established, that's where we get into the next part, which I just touched on would be the tempo. So finding out whether you... Are more of a 1001 or a 1 2 stroke golfer. Those make a huge difference. Those are the two most found tempos on tour. Um, it's, it's really the only thing I say in my head is while I'm putting, is the pure tempo. I've got my setup, I've got my line correct, I'm comfortable, I'm committed, and now it's 1 2.
1: So, question What makes someone exactly a 1001 versus a 1002 golfer? With
0: their tempo putt, hundred percent. So one preference, I'm always going to say that this is individual and preferential. uh The next part is going to be kind of what I briefly touched on would be like your current fault, and you're looking for a fix. So if you're very long back, and then you have to de-sell so you don't hit this putt eighty feet, you're someone who's going to need more one two because right, it's going to be a matched but a quicker backstroke to a kind of more quick or matching follow through. Right. So wicking far back and then decel. So we don't hit it 80 yards. We're going to want the one, two. So it's more quick little backstroke, quick through stroke. And we're not changing direction too quick to where, you know, the putter face is going to change a whole lot or we're dragging the handle or we're not, we don't want to ever really stab at the ball. You know, that's a big thing. Uh, So the next part of that would be if you're now, can I just
1: interject real quick? Um, I don't want to get too off track. I just want to say that is one thing that's really important with golf. Anytime you're working to change something is feel versus real. So as Brandon just presented this golfer that would be taking the putter back really far and is descending through, they might have to feel like they're being jabby to be correct they'll actually be on a much better when they do that one-two quicker back quicker through that's just accommodating for them being too slow in both regards so
0: go ahead great 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 piece there great add um and so the next part would be the person who needs the 1001 um so i am a 1001 putter i'm someone that would usually take it back too short and then jab through so that's all we're trying to do is put adequate or efficient energy into the back of the ball, whether it's full swing, chipping, or putting, all we're trying to do is hit it at the speed we need, right? So we're trying to pick between red, yellow, or green speeds of the putt. And then, um, you know, now we're choosing our tempo or our length. So if you're someone who's very jabby on the way through, 1,001. So that's all we're doing. 1,000 is the backstroke. One is when we should be, you know, having the putter head actually hit the ball. So, uh that's really all i got for the arc length very good uh, yeah it's tied to of course the length of the putt and then you know your current fault and what fix you need um and then yeah i stick with 1001 even though i've fixed kind of my fault of being a little jabby or a little quick in transition Yeah, i still like that and it you know i i like how long or how long it feels the putter moves And that's kind of a little bit shorter follow through. So I square the putter face up and I'm not running the putter on too long or raising it up in the air at all. So really individual and, uh, and ties into your fault.
1: So I'd just like to mention this real quick, because I feel like this is a good opportunity for kind of back what I spoke on earlier, but just in the kind of general picture of golf is, is that, the the idea of a equidistant back and through putting stroke that's kind of like a guideline there's there's nothing i feel like a lot of people are going to look at that and go this is what i have to be Mm -hmm. it's not what you have to be it's a guideline um and then what brandon just did was he presented someone on one side of the one side of the fault of the guideline that's way off and someone on the other side of the guideline that's way off Mm -hmm. now all we're really trying to do is, is work on fixing or improving upon your fall and getting you closer to that guideline. It's not, there's no perfect equidistant, right? I mean, we're, we're not robots. So that's where it's, I just want to kind of mention that, you know, golf is still in art form. So it's not, you're not going to be able to just robotically be equidistant back, equidistant through.
0: Yeah, there's definitely drills you can work on with that. You can do ruler training. You can do a lot of different things to really work on it. But then once we get on that course, you know, it's no longer, we don't, we don't really truly want overemphasis on technique. It's kind of just all external, um, whether it's putting or false win. And just to add on to that last little piece you said there, Danny, where we were highlighting the opposite ends of the spectrum So now you may be listening, you're like, well, I'm a pretty good putter already. So what tempo should I choose? Try between the two, see what works better. Do you want a little longer stroke, a little shorter follow-through, a little more equidistant, just mess around with it. That's all this really is. There's like, we've said is there's fundamentals and there's structure, but it's not, they're not rules. You know, there's a big difference. We've seen what Bryson in the game. We've seen what Tiger did in the late nineties, early two thousands, like, you can be a pioneer in the game. You don't have to do everything by the book. It's just a great way to kind of learn and the easiest way to learn, in my opinion, you know.
1: Yeah. Don't reinvent yeah. the wheel here. Definitely, BP. That was a good little segment there. All right, so moving into structured stroke here. Um, structured referring to kind of the way our arms are um, locked into our sides or locked into a generous term, but our, our arms are structured to our side. Um, and then how that's going to kind of affect your release. One thing that is super crucial that we've talked about is not letting your lead arm get too far away from your body, because typically as soon as that arm starts moving away from the body, the putter starts mainly working away from you or too far out to the right if you're a right-handed golfer and you're going to be pushing pots. So I find it helps best to have a nice flowing release is to keep your arms for the most part locked into your sides. If anything, the right one just releases a little bit down the line and your hand just kind of naturally releases that putter head when we've got that nice reactive light grip on it. Um, And the left arm is really a staple of the structure of keeping the putter close to home and releasing down the line, if not a little left of it and not getting too far away and pushing the butt.
0: Mm-hmm. So for some of our uh, beginner listeners or beginner golfers that are listening, how would you describe release? What is like release? When you talk about releasing the putter head, are you letting go of the club or what, what do you mean by that?
1: That's a good point. Um, so release, I would term as the um, motion of the putter, once it is kind of struck the ball and is now moving the past the ball and towards the target. Um, And then I would just say that the actual feel that I love is letting just kind of the, the weight of the putter almost release itself Um, because once you get that momentum moving back and you start moving it forward, it's just going to run into the ball. Um, And I'm a fan of a heavier putter because I like to really feel that. So I'm just letting the head run into the golf ball.
0: Perfect. And so what Danny's talking about with the weight of that putter moving through the ball, that's, that's a great feeling. So what it may look like, or what it will look like if done properly is the toe being in front of the heel of that putter ever so slightly on that through stroke. So once that putter head hits that ball, He's feeling that weight of the putter head. The toe is closing. The toe is getting closer to the target than the heel of the putter. That's how you know it is properly releasing. It is squaring. It is exiting properly. So good stuff.
1: And that's just part of um, something I kind of preach when I talk about putting is just letting the the physics kind of happen. That's what the club wants to do as long as you're not fighting it with like a death grip or really trying to drag the handle or dragging your lead arm away. If you just were to sit there and do those one hand strokes, we always talk about, which we'll get into here towards the end, but you will feel if you grip it very lightly and just swing it back and swing it through what the, the putter wants to do.
0: Yeah. Don't fight gravity folks. Amen. All right, right, into, right into the next topic line versus speed what do you think? actually you let's
1: not um oh i want to do mention square club face the importance of that because oh. it is um i for me personally i think like i constantly have to keep my my um not only in my full swing but also with putting my alignment check um my perception of my club face being square um and i don't i think people would be surprised if they were to um, have like a a video of themselves lining up a pot sometimes, and be surprised at where they're aiming or where their potter face is pointing. Um, So I just think that's very important. Great ways to check that is just literally lining up in your house, finding a flat object, like the leg of a table or a desk, and putting the potter up against that make sure the face is square. other way I love to do it is with the ruler drill, which we will get into. Yeah. But now, if yeah, you'd like,
0: you like, yeah, no, great, great point. That's one of the most important pieces of putting here. Is most of the time it's a very short motion, and the ball is not traveling so far. So, face directly correlates to direction of ball. So, if we got a short putt, and your face is open or closed gonna have some issues there so the w- great way to check that too is while on the course I should say while you're practicing on a putting green uh would be to use just an alignment stick you know set up in a t-station mm-hmm. I, I posted a video on that before set up in a t-station and right before you stroke the putt you know slide your putter right next to that alignment rod or that two by four whatever you have on hand make sure it's square and now go ahead and strike your putt you'll see your scores. Go down, that is for sure.
1: Do you want to just jump in and give our, our top three putting drills right now since we've kind of mentioned them already?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't think line versus speed is necessary. And if it is, probably in the next one we talk about green. I will leave it as
1: a teaser for the next one.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Um, so just real quick, I mean, we've both mentioned them already. We have kind of put together here what we think are our top three putting drills specifically for working on your motion and uh, resulting your along on the ball. So everybody's seen Tiger do his T-gate drill. Um, he also does that one-handed with his trail hand often, he usually starts with that. Um, and that is a great drill for controlling the putter through the entire stroke, because if your putter can't make it through those, th- that T-gate, you're clearly moving your putter in a way that is not beneficial to you and you're missing the center of the face. Um, And as a result, if that putter is working through that zone correctly, I would say it's most likely releasing properly. Um, I imagine if you struggle with a release, it's because, I I imagine if you struggle with a release, you will be running into those tees regularly going out to the right or something like that. Um, And it also can help you square that club face at address because you figure out, okay, this is the line I want to hit it on. I've got my tees set up in a gate perpendicular to that line, and then your putter goes right in there. Um, go ahead on the the whatever you'd like to talk about there, Paul. Unless you want me to keep going.
0: <laughs> uh, the, the next the next piece that uh, the additional piece to kind of Danny's pet peeve there on the uh, square club face would be the chalk lines. I love using a chalk line and also the you know putting down a ruler. Uh, for our YouTube listeners, you can see behind me there that very tall yellow metal uh, that is against my wall. That is a yardstick, and I love putting um, down rulers, yardsticks. Very, very crucial to kind of show uh, club face orientation, uh, speed, and basically just overall squareness and start line of those putts. So, chalk line and ruler, both two hands and trail hand only are by far my two favorite, maintenance, fundamental, beginner, basic, intermediate, advanced, tour player. It's There's not really too many secrets here to putting. It's have a good solid grip, good setup, commit to the putt, and have a consistent tempo. I mean, you can see it day in and day out on tour, putting counts.
1: Uh, all I want to mention, BP, is I love that you said maintenance right there. Um, I think that's a great way of phrasing practicing. Like, it, it really – got to maintain your stroke. Maintain, you know, whatever you're trying to be great at, you've got to maintain it. So, well said.
0: Yeah, the way I personally go, go about putting – we'll get into this. I definitely want to, Danny, I definitely want to have some podcasts where we almost structure – a very technical practice for the viewers um and then kind of just let them go try that because let me know your opinion on this
1: so that's a good idea
0: yeah so it's something i thought of um or kind of noticed the other day everybody loves to watch tour players play golf and so now before they kick off their round what are they doing they're on the range right but what are they doing on the range they're warming up everybody that watches Tour player golfers. One, they hang on every word they say, every stat they every stat they show, every yardage they post. But the big thing is, dude, they're watching golfers warm up. There's a big difference between a warm-up range session and a technical-based training session on the range. Everybody goes, and all they do is they do a Tiger Woods us. He goes through his clubs on the range, hits his little finesse shots, hits his little wedges, then warms up his body. You know, you'll see Justin Rose every time or every so often, you know, out there with a smart ball, a couple of guys have an alignment rod. But dude, they're just warming up. So the big nope. thing is is understanding the difference between a warm-up and a technical training session. So we will do our best to get you guys kind of blueprints on those technical sessions. Um but I had a, a reason as to why I was telling that story.
1: Uh you want to talk, you want you said you want to do podcasts where we talk about. To going through a technical training session, I believe.
0: Yeah, but I brought that up for a reason. It was to go tie into your maintenance work. Um,
1: that's, main, that's the maintenance you do. Dude.
0: That is the maintenance. Oh, I think I got it. Here I am. Here I am. Um, the piece I wanted to touch on was how to technically practice, right, when we pot. So without talking in circles, we'll go through that. We'll get you guys those. But how I do it individually, personally, when I practice I have those Tiger Woods maintenance drills. I have those start line drills. That's just for me to get the kind of motion, right? That's for me to understand and to feel, gain that muscle memory of those short little putts, you know, those four footers, three footers that make the world a difference when we're out there trying to score. The next piece is just lag putting. All I'm trying to do is get a feel and then like establish skill around getting the ball closer to the hole in as few strokes as possible. It doesn't always have to be so pretty or so perfect. Just get the ball in the hole. So lag putts, we're looking to two putt max. Short putts, we're just looking to clean up our actual setup and body motion to create the most efficient stroke possible. So, with that being said, tie it all together. There's really no true secret to putting. It's just solid fundamentals and time on that green practicing those little drills we've set up for you here
1: and keeping them in check
0: keeping them in check maintain them learn them and keep that ball rolling
1: boom i'm going to mention this last little one which we i don't think we would necessarily meant it's oh, uh, we did chalk line drill putting down the road same thing chalk line slap that thing down on the ground leave chalk line on the grass and uh you find yourself a straight putt and you've got yourself a ruler outside um that's about it and last little thing i would love to tell people is if you want to check to make sure your eyes are over the ball get in your stance take another golf ball hold it by your eye drop it bang keep those things in check because they're important yep
0: um
1: and last little thing would be line versus speed which kind of leads us into the next podcast I won't even go too deep into it. I'm going to ask you and I'm going to answer the question, what do you feel is more important? Drum roll. I'm going to say, I think that speed is more important.
0: Is it my turn to answer now? It is. Yeah, I'm going to go speed as well. I'm going to go speed as well. And we'll get into the the whys that speed is more important here on the next podcast. So if you're looking for the keys To a sound grip. That's gonna be in episode one of this putting basics. Then we go into the actual setup. Now here we have the motion. So if you haven't yet, check out those two previous podcasts. We've done a bunch of other ones, some great tips and nuggets in the previous. Now this has been episode 19.
1: Episode 19. And we are, I'm telling you right now, we are just building. If if anyone out there is just beginning, all right. And you want to learn how to putt? You listen to these four podcasts. I could almost guarantee you're going to be a better putter. I feel like we're building a better putters through
0: these. We really are. We're building. We're building players out here. The Tipped Out podcast. You heard it first. We are building tour players right here. So we actually
1: presented these to Charlie Woods um, a couple of years ago. He took mm-hmm. them. So you, we all saw the way he putted.
0: Indeed. Yeah. He uh, he signed off. They are. Go ahead. Uh, I, you think he does the Tiger Woods drill a little bit putting wise? I think you might do Definitely that one every time. Yeah. It's just amazing. puts right? just Come like on. his dad. <laughs> Dad's the greatest <laughs> freaking putter of all time. He's goaded, as some would say. Who is that? Who off topic or hot take? I think you just said it. Who's the best putter of all time?
1: I think I would legit see. I haven't been around that long. Okay. Um, I've heard the the fairy tales of Crenshaw and he's got a beautiful stroke. And but dude, like I gotta take Tiger. The amount of pots that he's made that are clutch, like there's such a clutch factor to putting because like when you make a pot under the gun, like that's that's a big time putt. And there's so many pots of his that are just like the one at Tory Pines where he did it to force the playoff, man. And then yeah. the one – you ever seen the highlights of him playing? I think it was Bob May, I think, in, yeah. in a playoff. And he, like, made that one from deep and freaking walked it in and, like, pointed at the hole. Dude, is, dude, it's Tiger, it's man.
0: Electric. Electric. I really wish I'd uh, – well, I can't say I wish I'd be older, but I wish I got to see Tiger – like, how I love golf now. I wish I would have been around or, like, seen it or just seen him on TV live, like, just tearing it up how he did. But I know. That
1: would have been unreal, man.
0: I just get to watch
1: Rory miss putts now. It's
0: so cool. It's incredible. Tear a shirt wide open, you know, for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We really appreciate your ears, your eyes, your attention. This has been uh, Episode 19 of the Tipped Out Podcast. Motion of the ocean in the putting stroke. We will catch you in the next one. Any final words, Danny Christie? Peace and love. Peace and love, baby. We'll catch you in the next one.
1: Contraband got that dope. Sometimes
0: I don't feel right. No girl on my face. She said she she's a nigga, but
1: that's why I don't feel right. Catch me in the cup. white might.
0: Stop talking. I'm breaking the bank. Yeah.